This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Cultivating Convos, Ohio Department of Agriculture's weekly podcast. Uh, I'm Shelby Croft. With me is Megan Harshberger and Megs. We have our spooky Halloween edition this week. Shelves, shelves. Well, happy Halloween to everyone listening. I'm going to call Shelby out because she's podcasting from her car. <laughs> Safely. I am parked. Safely, yes, safely. Yeah, but we have a really exciting. We've been we've been waiting for this really for like a couple of weeks. We've been talking about this podcast. Yes, we have the chief of tourism tourism Ohio with us. We have Matt McLaren, and we also have with Tricy Ghost Hunters team one of the lead investigators, uh, Greg Faketic. So thank you, gentlemen, both of you, for being here to chat with us about uh, some spooky spots in Ohio. Thank yeah, great to be so Matt, let's start with you because we know kind of where we got the idea for this podcast. We saw that Tourism Ohio puts out kind of the top haunted sites in Ohio to, to maybe visit this time of year. So why don't you talk about how you guys compiled that list? Yeah, well, in Ohio, you can find it here. And this time of year near Halloween, that means scary places. Uh, there's actually a lot of ghost sightings around the state of Ohio. So we had a lot of material to pull from. Uh, right now at ohio.org you can find our blog of the nine most haunted places in the state and it's really based on local experiences people that have seen say they've seen ghosts and then national recognition i mean many of these places like uh, the mansfield ohio state reformatory in mansfield we're going to talk about uh, the buxton inn and others they've made it onto national television shows like ghost hunters and more well, this is a good segue then to bring in greg because greg you're with trice ghost hunters can you first talk about that group for, for some listeners who may not know what you do. White Kent and I are the co-founders of Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Uh, we founded it in 2013 and our name Tri-C stands for Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. We have teams in all three cities. Uh, right now we have 35 full-time members and seven what we call auxiliary members. And we investigate uh, claims of hauntings throughout the state of Ohio, mostly residential hauntings. But you've been to some of those big name places that do appear on this uh, Tourism Ohio list, is that correct? I am the lead investigator at the Ohio State Reformatory and our team Tricy Ghost Hunters is the resident paranormal team there. And that's so one of the big ones. Exactly, tell us what you've seen, what you've experienced. Well, you got a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> the Ohio State Reformatory is one of the most active and haunted locations in Ohio, if not the United States. I mean, it was uh, constructed in 1896, uh, closed in 1990. 155,000 inmates went through there. There was a lot of death, a lot of sorrow, sadness, hatred. Uh, a lot of energy there. Some stuff goes on almost nightly. It is not a, what I would call a family friendly place doing the ghost hunts. It's family friendly during the day when you do the day tours, 
Um, but at night, it takes on a different feeling. It's like yeah, they all come out to play. What What are some of the maybe paranormal activities that you've seen or experienced or heard? Um, or? I've heard doors slamming when I've been the only one in there. Uh, I've seen shadow people. I've been touched. I've heard things uh, like uh, glass uh, breaking on the floor. Numerous people I've seen get scratched and bruised. Heard so, um, footsteps, cell door slamming, sound of people around you when there's nobody there. Uh, one time I was down in solitary confinement. I was the only one in there. And it sounded like there was a huge fight going on down at the end of the uh, cell area. I didn't go down to investigate because I knew there was nobody down there. And I'm going to go down there. There's not going to be anything there. Uh, so I just uh, sat at the end and just listened to it. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, wow. You say pretty cool, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's that's what I do. You know, that's that's why I'm there. When we do there, everyone, once in a while, uh, me and a friend of mine, we will do a Facebook Live event from there uh, where it'll just be the two of us. And we are planning one coming up in November where it'll just be the two of us and possibly one cameraman. And the last time we did that, uh, we were up in the West Attic. And the West Attic is, it's one of the more active areas. In fact, when I give my tours, I rate the areas on a scale of one to five, five being the most active. And this I give like a six or seven <laughs> because it, it, it is, it is extremely frightening up there. And we were sitting up there and there's no windows. And so when it's, it's not even when, when it's day out there, it's pitch black, you cannot see your hand in front of your face. And we were sitting there and uh, Facebooking live, just talking amongst ourselves. All of a sudden we just heard this man start screaming from at the end of the other end of the attic. It's like, the hair on the back of my neck stood up because, you know, there's a lot of weird noises up there and I'm used to all of them. This one I've never heard before. We both heard it. A lot of our viewers heard it too, since it was live. So that, that was pretty cool. So yeah, you do hear people yelling and screaming when there's nobody there either. Oh, well, and oh. if I could add the tourism side to this, the building itself looks like a castle. You just get that haunted feel when you walk up to it and they do offer ghost tours like Greg talked about, but also it's known because that's where the Shawshank Redemption, the movie that we all love, was filmed. And they offer tours dealing with the Shawshank Redemption. You can see the rooms in different places where it was shot. And even though it's haunted year round, it's especially spooky this time of year because they turn it into a haunted house. Escape from Blood Prison is going on right now through Halloween. And I'll tell you what, all the scary stuff Greg just talked about, add the haunted house portion to it, it, uh, it'll make the hairs on your arms stand up. Ooh, I feel like that needs I to be bet. a trip. <laughs> I love a good stare. <laughs> I know, I do too. All right, Matt, let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about uh, another place that's it's on the list, Malabar State Park. Now, the house there uh, used to be owned by Lewis Bromfield. We have a little connection here at ODA to that. Our main building, the administration building, where uh, the comms office is, is uh, named the Bromfield Building. So we have a little connection, but we understand. I mean, this one, I know our friends over at ODNR uh, a couple of years ago went there and, and did a really good story 
on it, but they told me some spooky things that when they were there. So <laughs> why don't you just kind of offer up why it made the list? Yeah, Malabar Farm is a state park, and it's actually right next to Mansfield, which is one of the reasons cool. Mansfield has the name as Haunted Capital of Ohio, right? Because you have the Ohio State Reformatory there, Malabar Farm there. There's also a haunted theater, the Renaissance Theater, a haunted house, like a residential house called the Gill House, and the Mansfield Fire Museum, where they see people have seen ghosts and ghost fire trucks. Uh, but specific to Malabar Farm, uh, the house that's there had a murder in it. It was actually a teenage girl who murdered her parents in 1896. And there's still rumors that that teenage girl haunts the house. Uh, people have seen her, people have felt ghosts, and people have reported the feeling of the cats brushing up against their legs when there was nothing there. Ugh, ooh, girl, I'd be like, leave me be. <laughs> Do people spend the night there? I mean, can you? Or is that just... It's open for tours, not to spend the night, um, but Malabar State Park, you're welcome to go up and visit the park for free, but definitely go and check out the house, one of the tours, and they also have a wonderful restaurant on site there. So, Greg, you haven't, I don't, I think you said you haven't specifically been to Malabar, the house, but have any of your team members been there? I don't think so. I mean, there may be one, one or two, two that maybe went there prior to being on the team, but so I'll have to put that on my list of places to go. Uh, yeah. Here's something too. I mean, Ohio has more haunted locations that you can actually investigate and stay in than pretty much any other state in the United States. I was going to ask, I feel like you know, we've you got Ohio tourism, excuse me, tourism Ohio has put together such a, a long list. And there's many more, Matt, that you were talking about before we even started this podcast that aren't that aren't on there. Yeah. And you can go to Ohio.org and you'll find thousands of things to do in the state of Ohio. And right now we're featuring the fall and haunted places across the state. So we wanted to talk a, a little bit about, you know, some of these adventures that maybe are family friendly where, you know, the little ones can go and and Matt, you brought up one, and, and Greg, you had actually been there also. Yeah, Buxton Inn, and this is in Granville, Ohio. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like all I'm doing is making really weird noises. <laughs> you also mentioned the Golden Lamb in Lebanon. Um, Greg, you've been there, right? I've been to the Golden Lamb, investigated it, you know, j just our rooms that, that we, we were in. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's a really cool place. I love it. They got a great restaurant. The, the food is fantastic there. I always recommend that place to anybody, especially the, the food. I believe it is the oldest operating. Greg, when you go into these places to investigate, what what kind of equipment do you take and what do you what do you do? Well, I mean, it, it depends. Uh, I like my senses. Uh, I'm not there. Well, unless I'm at a pri private home. So so let's talk about a private home. Uh, when we do a private home, we bring all of our equipment. Uh, we bring what we call EMF, electromagnetic field detectors, which measures the, the electrical field in, in, in the house, uh, bring audio recorders, see if we can capture any voices, bring um, all types of video cameras, DVR systems to document anything that will happen. Most of the time, there's logical explanations for a lot, lot of this stuff. But going back to the Buxton end, we've investigated that place, I think, three times. And the first time we were there, we had some crazy stuff going on. But and it wasn't in rooms seven and nine, which is in the oldest part. In fact, Mike, it's funny because my kids, uh, 
I think there were about 10, 12, and 14 at the time. They actually spent the night in those rooms by themselves. Well, my, my oldest daughter, she's the one who actually found the Buxton Inn. And she's like, hey, let's go here to the Buxton Inn. And they actually saved up their own money to pay for their own rooms. Uh, and they would rather go there than the Cedar Point. That's how much they were into the, the hauntings. Well, Ghost what, hunting runs in the family. <laughs> well, but what Greg's talking about is true. There is a lot of tourism associated with this. With many of the places, the ghost sightings themselves, it's a exciting feeling, but there's also a positive energy. So something like the Buxton Inn, like the Golden Lamb, um, you're going for that excitement, but you also have a wonderful hotel. You also have great food. Uh, Granville, where the Buxton Inn is located, is a, a very um, nice town. You have a university that's right there. You have a bunch of restaurants, right? People make an entire weekend out of it. And seeing ghosts is just a part of it. It's one of those things that more often than not, it's a real positive experience that just provides some excitement to your trip. Yeah, you could make a whole weekend out of something like that. And it, that's right up Lauren's alley, I, I think. <laughs> well, you even have places known for their friendly ghosts. Would you like to know about one of those? Yes. Yeah, where, where's Casper? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually the captain. Now we're talking about Mommy Bay Brewing Company and Restaurant that's in the oldest building in Toledo, right in downtown Toledo. Yeah, it is known to be haunted by the captain. He was the person that created the original hotel the building is located. And those that uh, work there still say that they see him either playing pool in the hall or appearing in the dining room. But their reports of him are as a jovial fellow who is more likely to be someone you want to get a beer with than to want to run away from. I like a jovial fellow. That's my kind of ghost description. <laughs> and while you're there, try the beer-battered walleye and wood-fired pizzas. <laughs> yep, got to have that walleye when you're up in Toledo. <laughs> you know, I have to say something here, too. Most of these locations throughout our Ohio are, they're, they're friendly. I mean, they are not there to, you know, hurt you or harm you in any any way. They're for whatever reason, they're just there hanging around. So, Shelby or Lauren, have you guys been to any of these places on the list? I have not. Well, no, I, I drove by. I've been by the um, reformatory before. Of course, who doesn't want a selfie in front of the reformatory? I totally admit <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the news days, I was up there covering a story, Megs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so about good. it. I haven't. Lauren, have you? I have not, you guys, but I may have to go back to my old stomping grounds. I'm from Northwest Ohio originally. And uh, check out the Mommy Bay Brewing Company and visit the captain there. And then swing by and see mom and dad, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost first, mom and dad later. <laughs> well, Lauren, while you're there, I'm going to give you one other in Northwest Ohio. You have the historic jail and dungeon at Sandusky County. And now this was back in the 1840s. They had prisoners that kept escaping. So Sandusky County actually built a dungeon. And since that time, they haven't torn it down. Instead, they built the jail and now the uh, county courthouse on top of it. And they still offer uh, ghost sightings, dungeon tours that you can go to. And this is in Sandusky County, Northwest Ohio. That's cool. Okay, everyone, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> We're making a trip. I'm in. Shotgun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anything else, Greg, Matt, you would you would like to to add about haunted places in Ohio or experiences or offer suggestions on where uh, everybody should go this weekend? 
Yeah, I'd be happy to. At Ohio.org, find thousands of things to do across the state. You'll find our nine most haunted places, that blog up right now. Uh, go make your own ghost stories. Spend the night, go make your own ghost stories in the state and make sure you enjoy some of the local retailers, restaurants while you're out doing it. Yes, and you know what? There's a lot of haunted inns and bed and breakfasts and hotels that, that you can stay at in the state. Uh, you have the Lafayette Hotel in uh, Marietta. You got Riders Inn in uh, Painesville. Uh, then Cincinnati, you've got a couple of uh, hotels down there. So you can go anywhere in the state of Ohio and spend the night in a haunted inn, bed and breakfast, or hotel. All right. Well, I'm going to go make some reservations right after this. Yeah, <laughs> so. Shelby's going to get her spook on. <laughs> Well, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone out there for listening. As always, we appreciate it and have a spooky and fun. Happy Halloween. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.